0: Hello and welcome to the PubMeeple Podcast. I'm Gary.
1: I'm Chuck. Proper Brian.
2: Just Brian.
0: Uh, tonight we, we get into a discussion on um, our board game ranking engine. And we've got some new features to that and kind of some new data to look yeah, at. Yeah, lots,
2: lots of fun data. If you think data is fun, which I, I do. But even if you, even yeah. if you don't think it's
0: fun, this was fun. Yeah, this, this was fun. It was really fun. Mm and then we also kind of have a good
2: talk about uh, expansions kind of what we think about expansions some of our favorites Man, that discussion went i mean we were going to talk about our favorites but it went some interesting places for me I,
0: I, yeah i felt like the more maths yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay this is like episode a 10, little bit a of math everything. episode but it was a little bit of everything i mean if yeah. you're not a
1: if you're not a data math kind of guy there's still some good stuff in there but we, you you do get our favorites but you also get kind of i don't know some philosophy of expansions oh yeah, yeah.
0: I learned a little bit about you guys and, and your your like how you guys approach expansions and I actually really kinda of made me think a little bit about how I I'll approach. I expansions. think I think Shuck started second guessing life choices in in just exactly. kind of preparing for this well, podcast. But it's I not, think it's I, not uh, an episode uh, of if someone doesn't second guess life yeah, choices. Yeah,
3: I think I learned that I should probably stop buying expansions <laughs> for a while. Well, that's
0: to
1: come. Spoilers, hey, ch- yeah. hey, chill on well, that right. now.
3: It's not that much of a s- Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's go ahead and, uh, and dig into the episode. And um,
2: you, well, you, you know, say. you normally say something like, "Sit back, grab a brew, and join oh. us for the Pub People Podcast." Yeah. All and right. Brian, Brian said Brian. it. Here we go. All
0: right, guys. Uh, man, glad to all be together. Uh, I guess as as it's tradition now is we need to talk about our brews. What, what did you guys all bring? You want to shuck? You want to start? You find yeah, something you like.
3: Yeah, sure. I, I was walking around the, the Market Street place trying to find um, some stuff to eat tonight, um, and uh, there was a distributor lady there talking about uh, Revolver Brewing, which is a Texas beer. And so I was Indeed. like, okay, Texas beer. I like I like Buck. It's a Texas beer. I like that kind of stuff. And uh, she said it was flavored. It's like an orangey flavor, and I don't typically like those, I uh, think, Blue Moon type. But it's called Blood and Honey, and it's delicious. It is a wheat yep. beer. Uh, I really, really like this. This, is, this is a good one. It's
0: good on tap, if you've ever had it on tap. It's, I mean, of course, most beers are better, but it's still really great Like in the bottle. I, really, I, I get it from time to time.
1: It's Texas. Yeah. I but, think it's my favorite of the, of the Revolver line. Is the blood and honey? So.
0: I've had only one or two other revolvers, and yeah, I'd agree with you. The blood and honey is definitely, definitely my favorite. Ah, right, so, uh, Just Brian, uh, what'd you bring?
1: I got a. Um, I I did a spin on a old but a favorite. Um, I got a Golden drock, which we've done before, but this yeah. is the nine thousand. It comes in a black. Uh, you got the 9, it comes in a black bottle, no, and 9, it's about 000. twice the price. It's about nine thousand. <laughs> worth of money too, <laughs> yeah, 9, uh, but it's just, it's just a golden, yeah, it's a golden drop quad. Um, and I will say, so I don't know how to compare it to a golden drock because no matter what golden drock I drink, it, it hurts me a little bit at first and then it gets like oh. so good. And so same thing, but still really good, really tasty. So I'm happy with it.
0: It hurts. It hurts at first. But then it, uh.
1: I don't know. You know that metallic taste oh, that you okay. get whenever yeah, yeah. you, Just, whenever you like run hurts. too much. When you run yeah, too much, like, and you yeah. get that metallic, bloody taste. That's the first swig. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that, it that it makes me like. not want to drink <laughs> this beer ever. And wow. I know, uh, I know, Golden, Golden Drunk good. is amazing though. Hey, so
2: <laughs> it <laughs> also makes me not want to run too much.
0: Uh, uh, I've got a. Um, uh, this is this was my first line. I'm going to finish this one, but only because I don't want to waste beer. This is Franconia. Dunkle? And I was just saying earlier, I'd like to dunkle it, like, in the toilet or something. It's not <laughs> that good. But I, I'm going to try this uh, La Fine du Monde uh, Belgian-style triple ale here in a minute. I'll, I'll report back later. All right. But, um, I don't know what... I'm stuck on the Belgian ales, man. You guys got me hooked yeah. on it. like, man, that's all I we'll can do. We'll be
2: sitting on the edge of our seats waiting yeah. for you. Oh, drink. yeah.
0: Sure. Hey, I want to know what you've got. You, you have, like, this fresh so, uh, okay, so coffee pot. I feel and... like
2: I have the trump card here. It's a coffee again, but I actually brewed it at the table.
0: Yeah, it's fancy.
2: In a French press. So... Um, no, my wife and I um, uh, frequent a local coffee shop, and they have a here in town called Big Country Coffee. Okay. And uh, they have a brew, uh, a brewed, just a brewed cup of coffee there. Uh, it's not a fancy schmancy, you know, all all uh, dolled up uh, cup of coffee with sugar and stuff. It's just a, a brewed cup. It's called Carnival Cream, and it's uh, uh, we we found out that they actually sold the the beans there that you can uh, grind up and and then. Uh, brew yourself so that's that's exactly what i'm doing this is a carnival cream it's by a company called dark canyon and the way that uh, we we can get it from you know big country coffee here in town but if uh uh, if you're interested in trying it it's really really delicious and uh you can go to their website and you can get uh coffee from their website so we need to come up with a pub meeple beer
0: oh man it could we need to we need to
3: brew oh we need to brew a coffee stout we need to make one
0: Hey, all right, that's our next hobby we need to get into, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I can barely play all the games I want to play and and get together for this. But, uh, hey, no, one of these days when we're all independently wealthy, that's going to happen.
3: You mean like the year before we pass away? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no. We're old, men. All right, all right. Yeah, we, we can make that happen. Well, I guess something we we want to try something a little different. Again, uh, kind of like we did last episode, we talked about um, some different things other than what we've been playing in – the board game ranking engine, or the BGRE, as we, we refer to it, is a huge, huge deal on our website now. We've been focusing that on a lot on that. It's become very popular it's, too. It's not
1: not yeah. just uh, us pushing it, but it's kind of taken kind of a it's kind of having its own life. Yeah, like I mean, people, people are looking people for hope, people like, are talking like, about it. to it. I don't, yeah, I didn't want to say fandom because that's not really the. No, but no, it, but no, it has, no, it's but not, it's it, definitely it's not. definitely got some notoriety. Sure. Um, and and it's kind of it's it's kind of brought a lot of interest to our website. And because of that, uh, proper Brian has got to play around with the data that's come through and 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 looked at kind of some of the benefit for the algorithm that we have here and some of the ways that him and Shuck kind of math the crap out of everything.
0: Oh my gosh, that that um, Slack conversation was blowing my mind <laughs> out one day, Gary. I,
1: I imagine your I imagine your expressions a lot like mine. Like I see the twenty two missed. Uh, messages and I start
0: scrolling and I'm like, and they just fist bump. By the way, <laughs> yeah. so sometimes I'm reading it and I'm like, my eyes twitching. I'm just like, but who, do, who, do, what, who, uh, who, do you what? I mean, and, and multiplied by what and the factor of this and that. And I'm like, uh, so, all I know is the final, yeah, the final results.
2: Well, first let's uh, uh, let's tell everybody that may, might not be uh, familiar with it what the board game ranking engine is. Just briefly, it's it's a way uh, that you can load a list in uh, just a custom list yourself through a text box or you can load in uh, information from your collection on boardgamegeek into the ranking engine and then basically what it does is it just presents you two of those items from your list at a time and you pick between them and you keep picking between two things until uh, it has uh, determined uh, what a rank that rank that list looks like ranked you know for you so uh, it helps you rank your games <clears throat> or whatever you want we've seen some interesting things come through uh, that people are actually ranking with it, uh, but mostly what we're interested in is obviously the board game aspect of it. I'm happy that other people are finding uh, uses for it, and who knows it might you know we might end up doing more stuff with that later uh, but right now we're we're focused on the board game aspect of it so this year we've really been i I've, I've been focused a lot on developing it and making it kind of the tool that I want it to be. And part of that was allowing people to save uh, their, their information. And then uh, that, that meant a a database aspect to it. That means we have uh, data to look at and we can look at how people rank their stuff. And then based on that, you know, give some interesting stuff like, you know, top. Well, right now we have like, I think like a close to a top 500 that we could uh, report on more
1: lists. Yeah.
2: Lists are great. So, but today I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the the current top ten uh, as voted on by you people who have used the ranking engine, and then uh, some little interesting things we can kind of get out of that at the same time. So, um, first uh, we've had uh, one hundred and fifteen thousand items go through the ranking engine so far in a, mm-hmm. in about a month, a little bit over a month. So just,
3: just a month.
2: Yeah. Wow. So um, that that's uh, out of out of about seventeen hundred lists. That have gone through it, so uh, we're getting a lot of usage, and so we've, uh, and obviously as this continues, I feel like the data we will be able to report on will get more and more accurate. So, um, so this is after the first month. Um, so let's, I guess we can talk about the top ten first. Y'all wanna, y'all wanna hear what the, yes. the current top ten games are?
3: You better do it backwards, or you're gonna get no. no. no, no
1: I said we do things front, <laughs> we do things frontwards because. Because we're the best. That's what, That's how that went out last time. We'll do it backwards today. Yeah. What a, okay. I don't even know what that means anymore.
2: It, it's been interesting to me. I pay attention to this every day to kind of see where things are. And uh, so the, the number 10 game on on, on the list is uh, Clans of Caledonia. And it's been kind of duking oh. it out with another game for that number 10 spot. They've been swapping back and forth some uh, between 10 and 11. It's been but as of today, Clans of Caledonia has that spot. And that's I that wanna, game. I
3: want to yeah. play this game, and I regret not backing it on Kickstarter. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you, Chuck and I have talked about this. Ah. This, this game's it's like part of the, it's really well as you, as you just pointed out, it's really hot right now. It's yeah. a huge game. Yeah.
3: When it, it's it's highly inspired by Terra Mystica, uh, mm-hmm. which I didn't exactly care for, but this one just I don't know. Maybe
2: it's the market that just intrigues me, but I, I want to play this game. So number nine is Viticulture, and specifically the Essentials Edition. Um, uh, both have been, both editions have been put through, but this one came in at number nine. Something that I think a game we're all familiar with here. Yep. Um, Essentials is good. Yep.
0: Yeah, I was I was wondering about that because I've seen where <clears throat> one of our conversations we talked about Viticulture, and I was wondering which edition to that was. Yep. So that, that answers that.
2: So number eight oh, is Blood Rage. Hmm. So, so I, I think I think. Uh, uh, just Brian will be happy about that. Yeah, I like And yeah, that's the I game like I lapped you. Oh <laughs> We we can
0: stop I, talking. About I, haven't no, that continue, continue. I haven't heard that story. I haven't heard that story since the last time we podcast. Wait, can, yeah. we, can we
3: talk about the whole story? <laughs> yeah. You,
0: no, I just have to bring that up. And that game is so good. though I'll get I'll get back on track. Wait, did sorry. you okay. did you lap him
2: though? Yeah, so we did okay. on the score okay. track. You lapped him. Someone else. Okay. Yes. Like the Mario Kart,
0: it's a lap, but yeah, on the score track. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: unlike um, Mario Kart, I had no turtle so, shells.
0: So uh, yeah. So so what was the next one? There, Num- number
2: seven is uh, Lisboa. Oh. Uh, number six is Great Western Trail. Oh man, it's all so good. Mm. Yep. Uh, number five is the Castles of Burgundy. We're getting a lot of euros. Oh, the Burgundy.
0: You guys still haven't played it. Have I you? have
3: not played it. Why haven't
0: you? Oh. Oh. Not I not played it yet. I, I own great it. Great two player. I
1: own it. I have not played it yet. Right. I can That's recognize great. it on a table. I've not played it. I've seen it so many oh times, gosh, I'm like, guys, that's Castles of Burgundy. And then they look at me like, you know, your board games. I'm like, yeah. I just haven't played that game. I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> board game friend. I have not shared the joy of Castles of Burgundy. That's not why you're a horrible board game <laughs> friend. <laughs> we can get on to that. Yeah, we can get, we that's can our second topic of the night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. <laughs> so anyways, back anyway, to back, to back, to back to the
0: list. Back to the
2: list. number four is Gloomhaven. Really? Yeah, number
1: four.
3: No, well, that,
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's a month's worth of data and it's already well, on our top 10 well, of you, you, you all to, the 17. It kind of legitimizes
3: things. the BGG its yeah. position there. Yeah. The fact that, that it's shown up there too. It.
2: Um I will talk about that more in just a little bit about the kind of the correlation between the BGG rankings and these. So, uh number 3 was Concordia. Well, that's a good Um game. it's such a good game. It's one of those that oh. that I feel like is underrated in my collection. Like I've I've played it, and I've it's one of those that I always look at and go, man, I need to play that more. But that the cover on it's yeah. just it's not appealing. The ratio
0: of the the ugliness of the box art to the amazingness of the game within is that like the highest. Like there's you cannot get like <laughs> higher than this. Like I,
3: you look at it, yeah. Have you seen it? I do admit that uh, I haven't wanted to play it probably because of the box. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like the most important... Like the
0: lady... They had a second edition... I think I'm just going to cover it with paper. They had a second edition cover and, and it's like... It's the
1: exact same better. cover. It's just, But it's the exact same yeah, cover I'm like, except <laughs> except just redrawn. Yeah. I'm like, you see... You, a better artist or something. You had
0: a better artist... I mean, I'm, I don't... No one sold to the, art, the original artist. Maybe so they're great. Maybe <laughs> they're, their they're, they're pro- design thing, uh, prospectus or whatever was horrible, but... Yeah, it's like so ugly. I mean, you know, he, I don't. Yeah.
2: Even, it's, it's not even to me that the art is necessarily ugly. It's that it just doesn't appeal to me as a game yeah. as game art. It, it like it's 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 good you know, art. You know Boy, it'd, be it'd be a better paper.
1: Yeah, it isn't bad art. It just right. looks like it belongs on a paperback. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's there what I was go.
3: gonna say. You could do the the old school like thing we used to do in in you know grade school, where you get the paper bag and you cover yeah. the book with it Come and right you draw all right, over right, it. Right, yeah. yeah, that'd Let probably better. Oh. Because it's
0: like, if you if you play this game, then you too can look mildly entertained, like the woman on this cover. It's like, like I want to see people happy, like not like this, you can look mildly, you know, happy, you know, like this lady. I mean, I want to be like, yeah, Concordia is amazing. But it's like when you show it to people, they're like, that lady looks bored, you know? Grapes. Yeah. So this game's about grapes. Every time I see it, I see that. You know that game
1: you play where you, you, you do the circle with your finger and you stick the other three fingers out and you, you make people look? Isn't there like a isn't, isn't she doing that on the cover? <laughs> no. It is like every time I see that I go major look. But now,
3: <laughs> now I, if, if she yeah. is, I'll never unsee it. That would be great if she was actually doing that, and you never. I don't think it's it.
1: below waist level. Don't you have to do that blow before you sluggle and You have to do uh, that blow
2: anyway. That's, oh, so what's number two? More great school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number two. Number two is a game I think we'll all agree with. It's scythe. Yeah, so okay. yeah. I That would be good. Yep. Props and decide. number 1 this is this is making me really want to play this game uh, it's uh terraforming mars. So it hmm. so it and Cyth have been I think it'll um, drop
1: as the data. You think so? Grows. So it and
2: Scythe have been dueling game. it out over the like the last month for that top spot. They keep swapping back and forth. So
1: what do you think? I mean, I know you don't really know, but what do you just from just from you watching the the data move through every day and then we've already kind of mentioned there's a lot of Euros on this list. What do you think the cross-section of the users are for our list in this? In, since we've been gathering this data? Like as far as what kind of gamers they are?
2: Man, that it's, it's hard to say. I, I, would need I know to look I didn't, at you didn't bigger, prepare for that. Yeah, I didn't prepare for that question. So um, I do know that the majority of it has come from people importing their, their Board Game Geek collection. So a lot of it's coming from uh, people who at least use Board Game Geek. Yep. You know? So it's it's going to be... Probably people listening to this podcast or a podcast sure. like this yeah. would be
1: the kind of people
0: that yep. are using our engine. Yeah, most of the people that would use a tool like that or need to use a tool like the ranking engine mm-hmm. are probably pretty deep into the hobby. I'm not saying like like full on like board game geeks like like us, but you if you've got your collection on board game geek, you've probably you're you're fairly deep into the hobby, right? I mean, right? Most likely, you're not just using it to look up a game here or there, so. I would think probably be fair to say that.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: So what else? Well, what else can you tell us about this? About what you've seen with the ranking engine? I mean, I know you prepared some stuff. So, and and I was trying to like smoothly segue into that kind of stuff. But you've mm-hmm. got some other statistics for us tonight, and you've also do you have some some things you want to say specifically about how this is maybe different than some other ranking sure. systems that are out there?
2: Yeah. Let's start with some little interesting facts first. Okay. And we'll actually uh, we'll actually crown a king here in just a minute too. So, um, so the uh, the it's you, Shuck. The niche favorite game. In other words, the game that was uh, the most highly rated by the smallest group of people uh, that made it into you know the the rankings uh was Lisboa. I mean we already talked about that. Really? It was yeah, it, it was ranked by a very small portion of people, but all of it's it, all of them ranked it very highly. So So that skewed uh, that's That's kind that's of Cerda's
1: that's I mean would I don't know a lot about Licerta. Gary, I'm looking at you. Is that do you think that's Licerta's like crowning achievement right now? For,
0: I I think a lot of people are really really happy with that game. Yeah. I, sadly, I own it, have not gotten to play it yet. I'll rectify that. But um I think I think he he kind of the games he designs probably tend to be more like that. Um, where it's not as widespread. I mean, he's not going to probably design the next Ticket to, to Ride, but he's definitely a designer. He's no—he's not going to probably even have this much penetration with the with gamers in general as, like, say, uh, Uwe right. Rosenberg. Well, he, but his games tend to be well received. He, I know that. he
2: designs really heavy games. Yeah, like, and so. The people that really enjoy that maybe that says something about the cross section of our audience. It's like I mean the, the fact that it's ranked so highly. It's you know those people who so, really. So enjoy I think those of Lacerda,
1: and, and I, I may have this wrong because I don't play a lot of Lacerda games. I played one, and it's because because I asked you if I could play one. Uh, but I kind of feel like he has a cult following, almost like almost like me and Chuck listen to Three Eleven, right? Yes. And that's kind of like a cult band. I love it. People people know it now because they've been around a while. But back in the nineties, it was more like or like Switchfoot, it was kind of like a cult band. And I feel like Lacerda is kind of like. Like, has, like, this cult following. and You know what I mean when I say that. I don't mean, yeah. like, some, like, crazy, like, yeah, like kill goats <laughs> kind of thing. But but I'm talking
0: about, like, people. Well, we people, do that every once in a while.
1: <laughs> a niche group that. Yeah, every that, Thursday. Um, <laughs> every other Thursday. <laughs> oh, um, a niche group that kind of follows him and will, like, like you follow a designer, like you follow mm-hmm. an a author, like mm-hmm. you follow a, um, a band. And when the next game comes out, they're looking for it. They'll probably buy it without reading much on it or they'll read much on it because it's him right
0: yeah i'm I, I I mean, gonna be accurate i think he's one of those designers that's got um at least in a certain segment of the of the like you said people who like the medium to heavy the you know meteor games he's definitely a designer i think a lot of people are paying like if you're
1: listening yeah. to heavy cardboard yeah you're you are know probably playing
0: most mm-hmm. of the sort of games okay. they, and they, they they highly recommend a lot of his games
2: so the the game that is uh has been ranked the most often is scythe i mean it's the it's the number two game on the list but it's the game that people have ranked the most often too it's because it's awesome yeah it's because it's awesome
1: man i, I want to take a second i know a lot of people talk about scythe i it is so what's the word ubiquitous is that is that the word i you've got is that I don't, that's a word is that they were is, is that a word a that word? means everywhere yeah like that's, that's like a, every oh, podcast yeah. that you hear like forums that are on even a even in a negative way Light recently on a Reddit thing that we won't talk about tonight, Scythe has been so, since it's come out, has has been everywhere and mm-hmm. just really popular, whether
2: you, you, you think it's really great or whether you think it's just okay. I think it's one of those games that it seems to be more than the sum of its mechanisms. And like, I mean, it, because... Like the artwork in it was fantastic. The kind of the pedigree of like the the designer, you know, coming from all the other successes that Stonemire Games has had, it's just kind of a because it, it, it's not like my favorite game, but when I think about it, I think of it fondly, sure. and I think
1: of like it's like one of those games you're proud to show people that you have. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful game. Whoa.
2: It's a fun. It's fun to play. Talk yeah. about a
0: cult following. Stegmaier really has that. I mean, although he's he's kind of penetrated the the like the board game geek community. Or board, you know, just board gamers um, much more. I mean, his his brand is strong, and we've talked about that in the past. Where a Stone game comes out, I think probably all four of us are at least looking into it. Oh, probably, nice. you know, I mean, I mm-hmm. want to know if he comes out with something new, I want to at least take a look at it. Um, and so, I think what he's done well, and something I was going to mention about Terraforming Mars, um, and I think Segmeyer's done this with size. See, Terraforming Mars is probably going to stay pretty high mm-hmm. because the way they've released the expansions. I think they've timed them really well. Yep. The thing is, their expansions are small. I just picked up the Hellas and Elysium or
2: whatever, but it, it, it get your attention back on the game. though.
0: Yeah, it got my attention back on it. And you'd been one, talking about wanting to play it. I just hadn't gotten to have got it to happen. But I was one day. It was like trying to put together an Amazon order, and I had like an add-on item. Have and you played? Like, have you played Tier Four Yeah, I have it. I've played it. I just okay. haven't played the expansion. But but I think the way he's kind of they've released those expansions. Has really kept that game in the in the in mm-hmm. kind of being talked about like you're talking and so St- Stegmaier is really brilliant with his marketing yeah, strategy, Yeah, he's really good at that.
2: Just based on the current top 10, the best publisher according to that data is um it, it's between two, but there's one that's on top and that's Stronghold Games with Terraforming Mars on top and Great Western Trail, uh, really high up the list, also. Yeah, uh, they're the publisher that has the. We just played a stronghold game right before uh-huh. we started podcasting. Yeah. We played uh, Flam Rouge. Yep. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and I, I uh, like and Stonemaier's stronghold. Right behind, Stonemaier's right behind them.
1: I think so. those are two really solid publishers. I really like stronghold. I really like the um, the way they approach the games that they decide to um, distribute. Because I mean, you know, it's 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 a little bit different than, than Stonemire games. They're not really de- in in as much development as they are finding good games and kind of kind of traditional publishing. Yeah. And it's, I think their, I the, think that um, they have a really solid, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the methodology is, but the games that they decide to yeah. publish tend to be solid games, and they're kind of on the top of my list.
0: Well, they tend to, and he he manages his company very well, and he's also maybe he's not maybe just I think he's very approachable from what I've seen in, in media. He has yes, like a podcast he does with uh, Ignacy Trevichek and Portal Games and. And he, and he, he's very active on Twitter and stuff. Maybe not quite to the extent that Sugmar is, but I don't know that anyone can really touch that that level of it. But I would say probably more so, like above average as far as so he still comes off as that small publisher, but he's producing some huge hits. That's right. And I think he's I want to say he's got a partnership with uh, Egertspiel, Spiel, I believe, is, is where some of his uh some of his really like so what he's doing is he's That's a good partnership. He's it's a great partnership because now these games that are that are huge in Germany or, or Europe get to come over here. But he's also like getting into some games that he already knows are gonna be are popular, you know. And so and then it's we benefit because he's bringing over some amazing I games. I feel the same
1: way about Stronghold as you probably feel about Capstone. Like yeah. like like for me, um, Stronghold is a little bit more in my wheelhouse. Yeah. The way Capstone's kind of in yours. And so, you know, I don't I don't pick up everything Stronghold puts out, but I definitely look at well, all of it.
0: The thing I think is amazing about him, and that's where I think he's he's incredibly like, he, he, he'll he do, a, like, Fabled Fruit, and then he'll do, like, Great Western Trail. I mean, in his catalog, he's got some great family games. He's got some good medium-weight Euros. I mean, he's got the whole gamut. And so, um, yeah, I'm not surprised to see him well-represented on our BGRE. Getting back mm-hmm. to our main topic, I know we're kind of giving some love to some publishers we really like. But, I mean, I'm really not surprised to see that him and Stegma mm-hmm. are, are, I'm not are really high up there. Yeah. I mean, they're just co- constantly, produ- you know, producing these really great games.
2: Yep. So uh, we said, we kind of teased earlier, we were going to talk a little bit about how this, and how the, the ranking engine kind of compares with how games are ranked on, or rated on, on Board Game Geek. And so I guess the first thing to note is there are four games that kind of cross the two lists. So the Board Game Geek top 10 and the ranking engine top 10. Uh, you've got Scythe, Terraforming Mars, uh, Great Western Trail, and Gloomhaven are all, all on both. So I think what... Something Chuck said earlier that kind of validates, I guess in a way you, you, you kind of have this second you know look at how these games are rated, and it's not just based on you know, one website. so it's interesting to see those with and, a different
1: with a different uh, method. right and that's of kind of what
2: I wanted to get into is just briefly like kind of the difference between the two. and obviously, <laughs> Board game Geek is a giant website with lots and lots of users, and our, our tool is a lot smaller than that. Um, but I think it can be representative of, of, you know, of what people are actually uh, ranking currently. And we're going to be tracking the history of that. So, one of the differences, though, is like on Board Game Geek, when you, when you rate a game, you're giving a very isolated number to a game that's not surrounded by other games, really. I mean, you're, obviously you can, but I know when whenever I ranked games, I said, oh, Dominion, what would I rank that game? I would rank it uh, an eight, you know? And. Uh, I'm sure some people put a lot more thought into it than that. But with the ranking engine, you actually get related rankings. In other words, in your list, Dominion is compared against all the other games. And so when you end up with uh, your final list and the data that we have, uh, the games are kind of... They're, they're, they're related to each other. They're, their rankings are related to each other. Uh, whereas on BoardGameGeek, they're, they're kind of isolated from each other. Would you all agree with that? Is that...
3: Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, well, I mean, to... to- to add to that, the other thing about BoardGameGeek, you shared, I think it was you that shared the article about the Gloomhaven topping the, oh, what was mm-hmm. it? Um, was it Pandemic Legacy? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's, it, uh, and it, it took went into one spot. The, this article went into a lot about how hard it is to top the number one game on BGG because it's based on the ratings that you give it. And so when people don't go back and fix their ratings. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, you just you keep having to go higher and higher and higher and higher. You get to a point where you almost have to have a perfect game to be able to become number one at this point. Or everybody
1: has to scrap their list and re rank them.
3: Yeah. Or or I mean, you just you're like, okay, well, I rank this one a a nine, so this one has to be a ten. I mean,
1: it's. So how does how does our method differ from that? Because I would assume at one point, even if even if Gloomhaven was number one, for a year, two years in a row, eventually people are going to keep ranking games and that's going to be thrown into the data pool. How does that work for your algorithm? So it's
2: going to take into consideration, you know, the entire history of, of the way people have ranked games. So let's say a game like Gloomhaven pops up to the top um, because it's hot right now and it's popular and people are ranking it high because they're enjoying it. And it should be. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My
1: shameless Gloomhaven plug.
2: Um, I but, love you guys but let's too. say let's say two years down the road, uh, people have finished it, or they and so it kind of naturally will will fall down the rankings as people rank it lower, as or as newer games come out, uh, or as uh, you know, more games get other games get attention. So like what Chuck was saying is like the rankings on Board Game Geek. I I don't know if I've I've updated a couple rank ratings on there, but every time I do a ranking on with the ranking engine, I'm updating my you know, my ranking with, in, in our database. And so that new ranking is going to balance out that old one, you know, if that makes, okay. sense. That makes so, a lot of sense. So if I, if I went and ranked uh, Gloomhaven, my number one game this year, and a couple years later, I come back and, and rank my games again. I'm like, well, you know what? Gloomhaven's is now my number five, you know, that, that drop is going to, I mean, obviously that's a small drop, but it's going to affect where a game sits in our you know, overall ranking of games. So instead of it being you know a stagnant ranking, you know it's it's revisited you know rankings. Ideally, I mean Ideas, if yeah. if it, if uh, people keep coming back and using it.
0: Well, and it's a fun tool to use. I I think one thing <clears throat> that's been brought up, and I think it was in the article. Chuck, it might have been talked about in the article that you were referencing, or maybe it was in our Slack conversation. But I want to say you mentioned it. A lot of times, like say I go and, and rate, um, oh, say I go and rate Viticulture nine point five. I think it's amazing. And let's say after a year, I realize it's still really great. But if I was being honest, it'd be an eight, eight point five, because maybe I have played enough and realized, you know, it's like I said, it's still great. But my rating of it would have changed. How often do you really go back and change that? To the point you're saying. Whereas if if we can get if we can get sustained people con- continually using the engine, which I mean, it's it's experiencing quite a bit of growth. If we can, the engine sustains that, and and we get. lot of people using it and like you said use it from time to time i think that i think that's pretty interesting that that would factor in because a lot of times those rankings get forgotten
1: yeah i think the nature of the board game ranking engine versus the nature of something like a top like a one to ten rating system on on board game geek there it's almost like a whole different approach right right so so kind of in a natural way people are more likely to come back and use a ranking engine that happens just so happens to be collecting data and they may not be ranking it to put it in the data pool like like maybe BGG is they're doing it because
2: it's 2018 and they want to know what their top 2018 games are we i know we have some people that are coming back every month to rank their games yeah. like to to kind of get a cuz they I've, I've had someone contact us and say hey I'm doing this every month because I want to see uh, how my rankings change over time you know they're keeping a history for themselves what
0: What i like about the, the saving of a list now is it's so easy to do that i mean when you when you created that function on there i mean i can i can that can be i can have my you know january february march i mean i can have my monthly list mm-hmm. and i can go back and look at all that data and just even if i'm not worried about the greater rankings and and all that just for my personal data that's just so cool yeah and i also
2: want to make clear we're not trying to draw a a greater than or less than sign between us and and board game geek what what uh they provide a great service because it's like i said it's a giant database and that their rankings are a great resource for the hobby to have it's i'm not trying to put the ranking engine above them at all um but what i i think what i am trying to say is it's two different approaches oh yeah uh and those two different data sets can provide some clarity, I guess. Like if you're wanting to know, you know, is there if, if a game on BGG really does, you know, deserve its its spot, you can come and at least look and see where it sits on another, you know, list that's kind of getting its data from a, in a different way.
1: And now they can see that data that you're talking about, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, so um, uh, just I guess it was uh, at the end of last week, or no, yesterday. It was yesterday, but if you're listening to this, it wasn't yesterday. It's some other time in the past. But uh, we made available a a page on the site that you can actually go and see what the current top games are. Uh, you can export them. You can filter through them. It's it's pretty nifty, and you can actually go and and then you can look and see over the last thirty days, you know what what the what what that looks like too. And that site is so if you go to uh slash B G R E dash rankings. That's where you'll find it. And this is actually wrong. Or you talking can just
1: chase the links on just the landing page
2: too. Just yeah. yeah, people.com yeah. just chase the links. Yeah, eventually they'll page. be there too. They'll, by the time you hear this, they'll they'll be there. But we're talking about it here first. Um it hasn't been announced to anyone else yet, so um Yeehaw.
0: I think the I think the <laughs> Yeehaw <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think the uh the cool thing about the ranking engine is um that if if we continue the at the rate we're going we it's, it's getting quite a few lists i mean it's it's been growing um pretty steadily if if we continue this trend in a way i mean that just makes that data all the more useful and all exactly, the more accurate yeah, the more data you get yeah. the,
2: the, the the better it becomes
0: yeah so I mean if you are listening to this and, and you and you and you're interested in rigging your games i mean not not to try to add some like you know um, altruistic or other, other not necessarily altruistic, but you know, other like greater good thing. But um, know that if you rank your games, it's kind of cool knowing that that goes into a database that is another source of kind of looking at what the hotness is at the moment. Yeah. Not even necessarily the hotness, but just you know, looking at what games right now are, are being popular with another, a different subset of of people.
2: Right, and yeah. we have. I mean, I have, I have plans to continue to develop to develop it to do different things too. Like I'd I'd love for it to be able to. Uh, when you finish ranking a list, to be able to recommend to you based on you know all the data we've collected, oh, hey, that would be cool. Hey, you know you like these games. Here's games that weren't on your list that other people ranked really highly that, that ranked similarly to you. There, there
3: was a site that did that. Uh, I cannot remember what the site was, or I would plug it. But hmm. um, there was a site where you could pick uh, based on more popular games. I don't know how deep their database is, but you could pick a couple that you liked, and it would suggest to you. Okay. Uh, other games. I really wish that I could. You know, I'll Gary. I'll give you that link, and then we can put it in the description. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, we can, we can throw that in the description. We'll find that. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, and that, just to say really also cool. that
2: the uh, it's I would say it's under the ranking engines under constant development. It's really not because I'm busy with raising kids and stuff. But uh, when I kind of put my nose into it, it uh, it kind of takes a leap forward. So. <laughs> Um, it'll it'll be over the next. I mean, it's just gonna it, like if you if you go to it now and there's not something you know you want there's a feature you want let us know because I like to continue to tweak it and add stuff. So
0: well, just to give you some some props, sir. I mean, the the engine as it was, we were playing around with this like, like a year ago as a basic tool where you had to manually or input the list or whatever. It was still a great tool, but the the, the things you've added. You know, and, and this year you can um,
1: import your. If you don't know, you can import your board game geek uh, collection into yeah, it, and that's I think so at this easy. time Do you have expansion uh, like filters and stuff like that? Or yeah, he has some. Filters you can filter on things there.
2: out of it, like expansions, right. and Yeah, just and, to make it so that. And then once you, once it comes back from board game geek, uh, for you can actually edit it before it goes into the the ranking process. Yeah,
0: it's it's a really really good system. It was it was always good and it's it's become great. I, I really feel, I mean, I, obviously I know I'm biased, it's on our site, and I've used it quite a few times, but I really feel like it's a cool tool, and, and, and what you've done to it, I mean, the progress it's made over the past few months is, is amazing, at least at least to me as someone who's not really, not a, not a programmer, and kind of looks on, like, like, you know, some of the conversations you and Chuck will have, where you're kind of talking about data and analysis and this and that, and and I'm just kind of like, man, this sounds really cool. I wish I could understand it, but it just sounds really i'm
1: just glad I'm just glad that they're here yeah. with us and they're doing it and we're not
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm glad, but, <laughs> but but you know the, the things you guys have done, and then the shucks helped you a lot. you guys have like we were joking about the conversations you guys will have on our slack channel about the data and, and, and analyzing that stuff I, I, It's really cool like I, I just hope people understand like there's a lot of effort that's gone into this on your part, you know and it's an amazing tool,
3: you know what it's also really good for what Ranking your Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Oh, you, did you go <laughs> and do that? Yeah, I've I've done that. Um, I wanted
0: to know your list. Yeah, can we put that? Uh, can, can maybe. We, can we list that on the?
3: Maybe. Well, spoiler: Infinity War is number one now. <clears throat> oh snap! As um, yeah, it should be. It was awesome. Um,
0: as it should I, be. I used it to rank my my beers a while back. I think I mentioned that before, but I'm I'm gonna post that list somewhere. Spe- that's speaking fun. of, how is the new beer? Oh, oh my gosh, guys! Uh, I can't even remember the name of the other one. I don't know what it was called now. This, Dookie. It was called yeah, Dookie. Yeah, du- yeah. Lafine Lafine Dumont. This uh, Belgian style triple L. This is amazing.
1: Where is it? Did you pick this up locally, or did you I have it to up at, special uh, order H&H. from Germany? No, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Really? Uh, I had it like overnighted from yeah. Germany. Uh, no, it's um, nice. at H and H Beverage. Uh, Wait, no. I haven't been in there in a while. La- la- I you la- go to Philo or Philo. It's um, Oh, I've seen that before. Well, I've seen it before. Never tried it. I will say this. The experience of opening it is horrible because it's got a, um, like a foil wrapper. And it la is, Fin du Monde. It did not want to open
1: up. M-O-N-D-E. La Fin du Monde.
0: Yeah, but it's, uh, it's an amazing Belgian-style triple. So, dude, I, I can't even remember. Like Chuck said, I can't remember what the other one was called. It's... It's around here somewhere.
3: Don't don't go find it. It's
0: fine. yeah, but so yeah, it was great. And
1: there's no description on it. Just I, just a nice label and a nine percent and and drink me.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's an excellent <laughs> is that, beer.
3: It's like the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, drink, drink me. me. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should
0: say that on there. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so so switching gears now, I guess we we'll, let's let's go ahead and talk about um, our. Uh, main topic here for the night that is our favorite board game expansions and also we want to talk a little bit about our take on our individual takes on expansions whether we buy a lot of them or not and uh i'm kind of just uh how we view expansions in our collection that clicking that you hear is um,
1: an active version of oh my of gosh brian so, casey solving I, the rubik's cube i'm I mesmerized oh my he's done he's, he's done really. ladies he got and gentlemen its,
3: it's so oiled and moves so cleanly it, makes me happy.
1: Do you have to get like is that is that
2: a thing where you yeah. go and buy Rubik's cubes that have yeah, this like a, have a nice ball bearings? This is one that um it's not a Rubik's cube. It's it's oh, another brand. So do you spend nicely. like do you spend like $75 on no, a on a ball one, bearing? That one was like 14 bucks.
1: Wow. <laughs> Chuck right. just messed it up. He's not like, "I good. know how to do this." Well, and then the he way, just,
2: One of the ways that I learned it is as soon as I get done doing it, I have to mess it up so that I have to go back and do it again. No. <laughs> If I just left it solved all the time it'd be like one of those things of I don't want to mess it up, but now That's I have to what do. I would
1: do. Can y'all solve one so I can just put it up on my counter and say I did that? <laughs> <laughs> Not,
0: Not so showing off a while. expansions. Yeah, so expansions, expansions. <laughs> kinda of had an interesting take on our thought, Chuck. I mean, didn't we kind of talked a little bit about it in our, our uh, Slack channel. Um I like, I guess you you had, you had kind of broken down some of the data on like how many expansions you had and whatnot? Um, can, can, well, don't you give that to us?
3: Uh, well, I think uh, proper Brian and I kind of nerded out a little bit, and then just Brian chimed in with some of his nerdy stats. I'm looking them
0: up because uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Man, my, my but, stats were pretty so, horrible, basic in comparison.
1: Well, first of all, when I started, thinking, that may not be horrible. That may mean that you're you're more normal. <laughs> no. Okay. Normal.
3: Well, the so the the thing that really stood out to me after doing this and starting thinking about the expansions that i own and which one was my favorite the big thing that stood out was that i haven't played a lot of my expansions it was kind of a come to jesus moment for yeah. sure well, he was like i was like i might thing. have a problem
1: and we're like yeah like, we need an intervention yeah. the,
3: the thing is is i so the expand same way. i expand the games that i love like i don't yeah. want to buy an expansion for you know the games that i like but I'm not like that deeply oh, invested that's, in. That's interesting. I didn't think of it that way. And, and so I, I, I grab the expansions because I want to play this game more. But then I end up just teaching the base game to people, and I never end up playing. So, the expansions. so in a way,
1: <laughs> so in a way, the expansions in your closet are are it's it's like a mirror to like your emotional expression towards how much you love that game. Probably, I guess you could say it that way. <laughs> I, but kind or, of, but kind of, but it also depends on how how much those expansions have been available. Like, you could really love another game that just hasn't had one, and you're like, I sure. wish and, they had an expansion a, so I can show my love to you. A couple <laughs> of them have been based
3: off of recommendations. <laughs> wow. A couple uh, have been based off of sorry, like, recommendations. Creeping. It's the golden drop talking. Everybody's talking yeah, so, I want to hear
0: what you were saying. Yeah, what, what were you saying? A couple oh, well, of them. Okay,
3: so some of them I have just because the uh, recommendations people said that it, it makes the game better, but I don't know because I haven't played them yet. So I don't... But anyway, some of the takeaways that I had, uh, some some interesting stats here that I'll try to yeah. break down real quick. And these numbers are rounded. We need um, to rename this to
2: the Numbers Podcast. The Numbers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: That's what and we talk about. The Numbers. <laughs> but stats are so
0: cool. Just Brian and I are taking over the next episode. We're just going to talk <laughs> about plain old simple things we can understand. That's right. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll count them. I opened my box <laughs> <and> of <laughs>
1: games. <laughs> So okay, game says four letters in it.
3: <laughs> At five, you had an S on the end. You there? There's Chuck again
1: with all his
0: math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he keeping it simple over here.
0: I just gotta... know I like me that game, and I enjoy me that game. And uh, that's all that It's he... open another beer.
3: <laughs> Speaking of, I may I may need a new one here in a minute. Uh, okay, so some some interesting things. My numbers came pretty close to nice even round numbers, so I just kind of rounded them. Um, So I found out that a fourth of my collection I've actually expanded. Really? A fourth? A fourth of my collection I've expanded. And what's really crazy is once you consider the expansions part of my collection as a whole, like you count every expansion box plus the box of the base game, almost half of my collection is expansions. Which is kind of crazy. So you've expanded a quarter it. of
1: your collection, but half your half the real estate in your closet is expansions.
3: Ex- is expansions. Gotcha. Whoa. And the other really crazy thing, about three quarters of those are just eight games. Wow. So what... So well, they, yeah, what what size is yeah, like your collection? What size is your right, collection? Right, right. Do, do you have yeah, you I have, have about 100 games,
1: okay. base wow. games. So out of 8 out of 100 ish are yeah. are your expand are the majority of your expanded, yes. expansion? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you're kind of like nights. a lot of like cause you expanding cards so like one? crazy, right? What's number
3: 1? number 1, right? So the number 1 is obviously Zombie I've, I've invested a lot in Zombie Side. It's kind of my biggest game. It's the Black Plague variant though. The Black Plague, yes, which is the best version yeah
1: it's the better but uh, but, but sorry, okay sorry. but
3: was that like one buy
1: or mm-hmm. two buys it's like
3: no i mean I, I i bought them i did the kickstarter and so they each i counted the expansions that i paid for Cause, not because proper brian mentioned
1: something like okay so i know money is a part of it right like how much are you investing yeah because i because that's that's actually a big part and that's that's the probably the essential part but there's also the part of how much time and effort have you put into it? Mm-hmm. Cuz I know money is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like do you have the funds? Are you are you spending money on this? The four of us we're not professional board gamers. So so that's that's it's yeah. a big sting like like it is for everyone else.
2: Wait, that's a thing? Yeah. We could Oh man. Oh, man. So wow. So Mind blown.
1: that is a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> some, pe- some people <laughs> what, would... se- some people actually some publishers field. actually send you games, but not us. Um uh, but but oh, man. the uh what I, I want to do when I grow up Proper Brian, Proper Brian mentioned something like we were kind of going back and forth of how do we how do we kind of mesh some of these things out like like the big box expansions and and I just bought that because it was the only thing available. He he he's, he thought how much effort went into actually thinking about buying these expansions, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if it's a Kickstarter where you just said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm all in for the $200 thing where I get a billion expansions, or is this a thing that you constantly pursued? With some of these well, expansions,
3: I mean, with with the zombie side and the the, the knot not stuff that they do, uh, I mean, you almost the, have to get it all at the, once. The, right, the best and most efficient way to use your money is to do it on the Kickstarter. Yeah, all at once. That's true, and and that's kind of why I missed out on Clans of Caledonia because that was you're you're doing working on the, the zombie green, side. I was doing yeah. the Green Horde Kickstarter, but I mean, yeah. So that that's the biggest investment. I mean, if you want to kind of consider that all one expansion then the the top one would be carcassonne because that's the one where i actually went out and physically or, or you yes know, you did went and buy bought, i remember that but specific expansion Dude, i found a german <laughs> i found a german yeah. magazine just so i could get an expansion Dude, my wife and i were my wife <laughs> I was, and
1: i were living in fort worth at the time <laughs> and you we were talking about this and i was like yeah shuck went all out because you know we're still playing carcassonne all the time it at, was, was one of our few games at we the had time our, this
3: was about the only game I right had. It was one of the I few mean, was, that i had
1: and i was talking about why if we just introduced a new couple of carcassonne and i just remember saying yeah shuck just got a german catalog man, so a, you it wasn't even used but it, it was, was like was still awesome. sealed or something but you went out and you found it and you imported it and this is before this was like a common thing
3: and she's like are you kidding me i'm man, like that no was, that was That was tough too. You were hardcore before people were hardcore. It was. was, (laughs) I'm telling you, that magazine was tough to get because I had to go to a German website, and this was before Google Translate really worked as well as it does now. That was a pain to navigate, and it was for four tiles, right? Was it like a Spielbox magazine? Yeah, Spielbox magazine. I think it was four tiles (laughs) that he was after
1: (laughs) to get this carcass
3: zone. So you win.
1: Like Uh, I want to say, as far as this whole expansion thing goes. (laughs) You
3: win. Now i i haven't I haven't bought any expansions for Carcassonne since around that time, simply because I've been so exposed to all these other games. Um, but yeah, I have I have fourteen expansions for Carcassonne. Fourteen.
0: 14. And, he, and he
3: and he physically went out because you bought the base game, not in the big box. Yes.
1: You, he actually bought the base game. I introduced it to you. I'm proud to say, and and then <laughs> he went you went out and bought the. Uh, you're welcome. And that was kind of the beginning. And then the next time I see him. Um, he's like, yeah, me and my friend here in town, we're playing Carcassonne. Did y'all oh, lay down on the floor threw, or something? I don't no, know we how had, y'all we did it. We had this
3: big table and we threw in every single expansion. This is like the first time we're multiple playing multiple copies of them. or something. Oh, it, it was, was crazy. some crazy
1: stuff. It was awesome. It was one of those things like, I've done that one like time.
0: oh, really? I want <laughs> oh, man. And nowadays, we, 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 like we
1: it's not a big deal. It's like, well, yeah, that's that would be like the one thing you need to do. But back then, when this is like the one game you have. Yeah. It was it was such a cool thing. I was like, I was so jealous. I was, was like, I wanted was, to be there. I geeked out.
3: I was over... That was a 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, my last stat well, that I... Well, you know, because Carcassonne was an earlier one for you, too.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. It's No, it's crazy. It was 10 years ago. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but that, it was. It was oh, more yeah. than 10 years ago. Yeah. It was like... Um, no, I did the same thing once. We... Uh, me and a buddy put down all of his expansions, and uh, we had to play on the floor um, because there, we didn't have a table big enough, and... Oh, with um, the... I have a picture of the final product still. I oh, wish it's, it's impressive.
3: Yeah, the table that we had was just big enough, but there were parts where <laughs> we couldn't place a towel where we wanted it because we ran out of room. Oh. <laughs> <So
1: the table's laughs> right. We play with the rule that, uh, that you can't play that. Well, I mean, Obviously, we didn't. But
2: yeah. So if Chuck <laughs> wins expansions, I lose uh, because I, I think I'm the one in the group that has the least. Um, we never heard and... Gary's stats, though. Yeah, so we true. don't know. Really we have. don't know.
0: Yeah, I, my sets aren't nearly as cool as y'all's.
2: So, all right. uh, I'll get back. I'll get to them here in a sec. That's all all right. right. Well, now I've only expended eight percent of my games, and uh, there's a reason for it. Psst. Yeah, right. That's the sound I make. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I, I like I like to play new games, and um, I, you know what, you know what expansions do to me. <laughs> I want to know? <laughs> no, I'm just saying yes, but like they they actually kind of weigh I the game. I hope it's not like that Dookie beard. No, no, no. <laughs> they weigh the game uh, down for me. I feel like I I need to play. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying what I wanted to say.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like when I get it then I have to use it. And since since I I have I don't have a whole lot of time to play games, it's like I don't want to like I don't know. It just weighs it down, and I end up not playing it. Like that's what happened. That's what exp- you- I realized. Expansions did that, so I quit buying them. So you
3: know, I didn't realize until this. Where I, that's what the other stat I had was: two thirds of my expansions have not been played. Okay, there you go. So yeah, I mean, I was, uh, was going to ask. I didn't. I'm, I didn't I'm,
0: notice until we started doing all this. Of, I'm rather rather Man. proud of my <laughs> numbers. Okay, I think that's <laughs> probably the. Wor- I need to go back and double check my collection because I think I'm probably missing a couple games that have expansions that I didn't. I didn't count, but. As of right now, according to my BGG collection, have about 136 games. About 36 of those have been expanded. So roughly somewhere in the quarterish range. Yep. Of games have been That's expanded more than so, respectable. Which is which is kind of like which is like Shuck. I actually I had not actually I re, just double checked my math just while he was while he was talking and I realized actually I was all shocked that he had a quarter of his games that had been expanded and here I am sitting around the same stat. But I'm probably have probably less than you. You said two thirds of yours have not been played. Mine, yeah. Oh, no, no uh, Of yours, Chuck. Most yeah.
2: of my expansions have been played. I've only not played two of them. I, I need to do the math,
0: as I'm at least two thirds of mine have not been played. And I think my problem is I get the, much like you. I get this game. Like for example, I have uh, the Farmers of the Moor expansion for Agricola. This is one that always sticks in my mind. I receive this as a, as a Christmas present. I so desperately want to play that game with that expansion, but every time I play the game, I'm either playing someone else's copy, teaching someone new or playing with someone for like, for example, my wife, she likes to play a Grickle with me. I'm ecstatic about that, but she expansion. No, it's not even like, she just wants to play the game as is. And I'm happy enough to play it that way. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, I want to play this expansion. And so it's like, I'm either, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm either playing with people who I'm, I'm teaching the game to for the first time, or they're relatively new to it, or they're just, they just love the game as is. And to them, the expansion is like, oh, I don't want to mess with that nonsense. And inside, I'm like, I'm dying a little yeah. every time. Like, no, I want to play this so. I totally bad. get
2: that. It's like I don't play games with an, I don't play games often enough or with a consistent enough group to get out expansions. It's like I'll get a game out and learn that game, and then, you know, a year and a half later, I, I'll get it back out to play. And I'm like, I don't want to add the expansion. I got to remember the base game first, and then I don't want to try to, I'm, I'm learn glad it, you... relearn it and reteach it. Or, and then teach it and then learn the expansion on top of that and teach that too to a group that might not have even played the, the original game. I'm glad you figured this out way before I did. That's a good okay. job. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so, okay, to get us back on track, because the topic is favorite expansions. But, yeah. but the two of you have already given some stats on on expansions mm-hmm. in your collection.
2: I feel like we should we should tie that up with... Proper Brian, what so is your eight percent of my games are expanded, wow. so not a whole lot, and then expansions make up. It, I, I looked at it two different ways because you can look at it like, like all of every single X-wing ship is an ex, is technically an expansion. I kind of I kind that too. Yeah, every single Imperial assault little mini pack is yes. technically an expansion. Yeah, so I if I count thing. all those expansions, make up twenty two percent of my collection. It sounds like a lot, but if I exclude those. It's only eleven well, percent. I
3: wonder how much my number would drop if I excluded the zombie side. I did. Expansions. I did both. I did both numbers because. So that's. I thought you. I thought we. We did that. I didn't. Mine. Mine would probably drop maybe to like a third
2: or so instead of a half. Yeah. So that's me. I, I expand the least out of our group, I think, and it's mainly because I I like to play new games and there are some games and most of my expanding actually came early on for me, like whenever I started into into board gaming, so. Alright, so how about you just, Brian?
1: Okay, so 17%, actually it's 18% of my collection is expanded. And, that's, your... a, and that's a pretty generous, um, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, like that's that's including like my kids' games and stuff that I don't normally consider my collection because I was lazy and that's on my spreadsheet and I just threw them in. <laughs> so 17% is, is pretty generous. It's probably more as far as my core game collection goes, which is a little over 100 games. I would say that that most of that, actually seventeen percent or eighteen percent, I guess, is just how many games I have expanded, not how many expansions I've bought. Right? Because just like just just like proper Brian, X Wing and Descent, oh, you man. count each single, you count all those. It's, it just it just it gets crazy, and you start thinking to yourself you start thinking about like why your life choices, like why am I here? Right? <laughs> like, Oh, like what have I done to come here? And, and I know like we've seen the memes and we've seen the Facebook posts that, that kind of joke about this kind of thing, but it's true. Like you start looking at yourself and you start feeling guilty. Like I have bought so many X wing things that and I
3: don't yeah. even play X-Wing. This, <laughs> I just I'm, love I'm Star really Wars. <laughs> this whole thing has made me start questioning. I keep seeing all these expansions pop up on Kickstarter from these old Kickstarter games. <laughs> and now I'm like second guessing whether I should click the okay you button. You should click the okay button. I probably yeah. will.
0: Yeah, you oh, probably will. Yeah, we need to enable you. We're going <laughs> to enable you. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Chuck. So but but click yeah, okay. yeah, yeah it ended up being something some,
1: there was some crazy number that I, that I came up with that I, that I won't reveal as far as like how much of my collection is actually expansion. But but when you think about like it, that's that's kind of grouped into two games. I've expanded a lot now. Here's what I'm proud of though. I've actually played all but two expansions, and I can tell you what the two are. Yeah, what are they? Um, it's it's the um, it's the Scythe Airships. Uh, what what is that? The Wind Gambit. Wind, Wind Gambit. Gambit. I haven't I haven't broken that one out, but I have played the other Scythe expansion uh, with you guys. Actually, the yeah, four that of was us. really I won with out. one of them. That was yeah. one of the yeah. best yeah.
2: kinds though, because it was just more new faction.
1: Right. So I haven't done that one, and um, and the other expansion, Cult Express. Oh, okay. Cult Express. Which one did you get? The, the, um, stageco- the, stagecoach, no, the stagecoach, stagecoach, and it's the only one I haven't haven't really broken out because I don't really, and, and and again, like some of these things, you guys are talking about how how difficult it is to get out because you're always teaching new players. I've included a lot of the um, expansions the first time I play them um, if they're simple enough to do. So, for example, Lords of Waterdeep, there's no reason to not throw at least one of the two expansions in Skull, uh, Scoundrels of Skull, Scoundrels of Skullport um, out when when you play that. It, uh, the the King of the King Under the Mountain, you might as well throw that out. Uh, It it doesn't really add a lot to the game, and and you can get a little bit of your fun in while you're playing with somebody who is either semi-familiar with the game or... Or um, or not? See, um, that's that's one of mine. I still haven't played. I haven't
3: even played that expansion.
1: But see, so even mm-hmm. if you don't actually get the so Scoundrels expansion out, I, you should at least get King King Under the Mountain out because it doesn't really add anything f- to the game. It doesn't change the game rules. Well, I don't know
3: why I haven't played this. Um,
1: I really don't. It uh, does add
0: a few extra spaces, which is spaces, enough spaces,
3: but not rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very low on rules impact, but it it is cool like to have more options. And you can in that say game. you
1: you've played that expansion. Now I have played both, but 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 to as far as like this topic goes or or am i getting my money's worth out of this, out of this you know buy you you get that when you when you throw these things in uh proper Brian and i just played a two player game of um Raiders of the North Sea mm-hmm. and the first time we played it we threw in one expansion and and you know what that counts uh, yeah, yeah. but but it's like why wouldn't I play with at least one of these expansions um, it's simple enough if you have gamer friends there's no reason to throw that into your first game I don't feel like you have to do this whole tiered progression thing and I think that's what keeps a lot of people away from throwing these things in is they want to experience the vanilla game first in some of these vanilla games that gamers can, can ingest the whole you know feast yeah, just throw it and all in enjoy it uh, just the same, or more than they would. Now, now you got to be wise with that. But anyway, Shuck I got to know
3: what your favorite. So, favorite yeah, what's your favorite is. expansion? I actually went back and forth between two. Uh, okay. Surprisingly, I got. What stro- were they? Um, so, I'll give you the, my honorable mention first. Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what your favorite is.
3: <laughs> I know that's why I'm doing this. All right. <laughs> so uh Oniram is actually a game I play a so, lot. On the phone. On the phone and I have the physical copy I play a lot as well. Um the expansions for those are great. They they add just a, a slight element, um that and I'm gonna include all of them because How essential
1: do you think these expansions are to the game?
3: They're they're not. But they I mean you get the oniram and it all it comes all included. If you get the app it you gotta I can't remember if you have to purchase them or not. I, I don't. You do. Okay, wait, should you? Uh, I would suggest getting the glyphs. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah,
0: I put the the app and the glyphs. Was I, pretty I cool. like the
3: glyphs. I also like the crossroads and dead ends one. So I really think, really I think good.
2: glyphs might come with the game, but the other expansions you have to pay. May, for.
3: Maybe not. The, the The crossroads is really cool because it actually lets you discard your hand if you want to. So I, li- I like that one, but. It just it just adds an extra element to the game uh I prefer playing with them more than the base game because the base game gets very repetitive, and the other one allows you to have a lot more choices and options to the game and i think it just adds such a great element to the game that's why I kind of debated putting this as my top one just because i I like playing with them so much uh but obviously my favorite game my favorite expansion is deus Egypt. Yes. it's it's got to be i don't yes. know how it isn't yes. gonna be my favorite good it's just. They're so great, they make the game that much greater. Let's talk uh, about just...
1: Deus Expansion. I wanted to talk about this All right,
3: <laughs> Which is really funny because I actually wasn't going to get it originally because I didn't like the idea right. of the modules. Right,
1: it felt kind of it felt kind of weird buying this thing that replaced cards but didn't add cards, yes. right? That's the idea.
3: Yeah, but it adds such new elements to the game that it just makes it so much better. It's it's really a great expansion. I want to try In Deus. Deus your number one. Game? It is my number yeah. one game. So that makes that makes that's,
1: sense. That's, a lot of that hell, But too. I will say, if you like Deus, it breathes new life into the game. So if you don't play a lot of Deus or you haven't played Deus, just buy Deus and and play it, play it because it's great. And then when you feel like you've Deus yourself out, go get that expansion because it, it that's what I feel like the modules do. It breathes life into this game that. Um, it doesn't really get samey for me to be honest, but but it does switch it up. And we've played an expansion, the four of us. Um, part of the expansion, did we? Did we play I part of the expansion so. when we were at uh, yes. Criticon last yeah, year? Oh, we did. Kind of throw in. We I threw in. Realize that? Yeah, we threw in one of the, of the modules. modules. Oh, no, of the we market. Did, we,
0: did, we did. Oh yeah, we did.
1: And we it was did. different. I mean, because Shuck and I have been playing through that. them, and we played through them one at a time. It, it does, man. It spices it up in ways you didn't know you needed. So, so
2: you bring up a really good point with that one, in that you know one of the. Things that a good expansion can do is breathe new life into a game that you've played a lot, and that's probably a reason that I don't have very many expansions because I don't—I I never get to that point with games because I don't play them often enough. But but if you don't play games often enough, then expansions can end up just sitting, right? Right, well, I, right? right. I also have one
3: that I haven't played yet that I bought
2: specifically because it
3: said it fixed the game. So there's also huh. some of those as well. But I haven't actually played the base game either, so I don't know if it fixes it. Mm-hmm. But, but it, I got it because they said it's like you need it, so I had to get it. What's your favorite module in the Deus expansion? If I you had to pick? I really enjoy the market. I think the market's the best one. Um, being able to change which is, which is
1: the which is the fa- if they're Deus fans, they know which is the faction that that, that, that switches faction. up. the blue faction, yeah, the, the water ships. Yeah. The ships faction. Yeah,
3: yeah, it just it allows you to really strategically kind of mess with people a little bit and i like
1: it the way this expansion works is um you were so if you're not familiar with Deus, there's is it five different it's not really factions but five different aspects of the game you got like yeah you got like maritime trading you have military you have um science uh agri not agriculture but production and then the last one is um I don't remember. Like I'm, civil, I'm, civil buildings. Something like that. And so what you do is you actually change out the, the cards. And so if they're I – don't, I don't know the, the, the card count. I should. But it's like if you had 24 cards, then you, you switch those out with the expansion cards. And it's completely modular, so you can switch them all out. Um, or you can just pick and choose which, which yeah, you of, you of could, those that you pick out.
3: You could literally take the Egyptian expansion – and Replace all five of everything that came in the original and just play mm. with those. All right, I wouldn't suggest that.
1: Well, is it essential? I don't know if it's essential, I haven't got it, but it, it was definitely fun for someone who loves Dave's. Yeah, all
3: right,
1: proper Brian.
0: What so, what tell us about um, you said you had one that was your favorite uh, for a game that you used to play a ton, right?
2: Right, so yeah, um, I think it's a game that came out 10 years ago, Dominion. Oh, um, yeah, Oh. Uh, my it was a game that i played a lot with my wife it's a game i played a lot with it it was a game i would introduce people to when i would just when we get together and to play games and uh, we had several couple friends that this was before kids came along this this was a game that we had a lot of couple friends that wanted me to bring it along like they they love dominion dominion was a blast it still is a blast i was talking to my wife and we're we're going to get it out this week and play it because we haven't played it in so long. But so it's a game that I expanded a lot. So every time an expansion came out, I bought it. You know, it's new cards. Each expansion added you know some different elements to the game. It didn't change it a ton. The main game itself didn't really change i mean you, you still had the same kind of flow to the game it just gave you some some uh, new options it breathed new life into the game it gave you some which it needed anyway because you could have so many different combinations of cards out there that is just unreal um i think i have five or six expansions for this game for dominion and so but my but you,
1: is that how many there are is that how many you still have left
2: because i don't you, know how many did there you
1: ever are ever call any or just not pick any up or
2: i did i called one um and then i think there's one recent one that i don't have i can't remember what it's called but my my favorite one was uh, dominion prosperity and what it did it is so in the game you have 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 you played it you you introduced it to me
1: okay in fact because i knew your like reputation with the game or your your experience with the game i was like "Eh, the four of us played it and i was like this is how i want to play it because I knew you were like the man to go to for Dominion. So
2: Yeah, so in the game you have the kind of quintessential original granddaddy deck-building game, right? So you're just you know buying cards out of a pool of cards in the middle and adding them to your deck. Uh, some of those cards are money cards that allow you to buy cards. Some of them are victory point cards that obviously will uh, win you the game. And so one of the things that this expansion did is it added uh, a new money card and a new victory point card that were both higher than... You know the what was available originally. Originally, the highest victory point card was an eight point card, and uh, the highest money card was a six point. It was a six. It was a six. Uh, and so now you could uh, the, the prosperity expansion added a, a ten point victory point card and an eight eight value money card, uh, and some other smaller things along with that. But those two things really, it. I don't know why it just it, the. I don't want to say. Oh, yeah, I do. So, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It made the game feel a little bit looser. Like, um, more like you were more free to throw money around. And so, it like, you felt like you had a lot more buying power in the game. And yeah. uh, uh, some of the cards that it added were just really interesting. Like, before you would have action cards and you'd have victory point cards. Well, it added some cards that did both. Like, that added to your victory point total. But they were also an action card you could play in the game. So, they didn't weigh your deck down as much. There were several really good Dominion expansions, but that was my favorite. And it still is probably my favorite expansion, just because I haven't expanded a ton of games recently, but yeah. still still a great one. Well, like, so like if, you it, ha- if you have Dominion and you don't have Prosperity yet, you need to get Prosperity.
0: It sounds like you kind of did what I guess probably most good expansions should do, which is alter the gameplay somewhat, but still not too terribly much. I mean, I imagine the rules no, overhead but... on it are really light, but the... But it opens the game, like you said, opens the game up a little bit, makes it a little looser, but yet it's still the same game. You know, it doesn't, doesn't completely change the game or, or alter it too much.
2: No, the flow of the game is exactly the same. It just adds new stuff to do. It's a blast. Dominion's a blast. I need to get it back out.
0: Well, well, how about you, Proper Brian? I mean, I'm sorry, Just Brian. We just heard Proper Brian. Just Brian, what, what's... Um... What would you say is uh, is your favorite expansion? So I, I got a lot of expansions. You seemed a little torn about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Deus Deus is is one that I wanted to make sure got talked about. This is a reason why I wanted Sean to talk first because I hoped he'd talk about it. Um, I got a lot of expansions, and I like a lot of expansions. If I had to pick one that I I, I think you should get if you own the base game, um, it's the expansion for Zaya, which is Embers of a uh, Forsaken Star. And it actually just won, like, an award for, I think, 2017, as far as uh, expansions go. Um, but why is this my favorite? Okay, so in one way, we, we got to kind of have some hands-on approach. We got to be uh, part of the playtesting of it, so uh, we got to kind of see behind the curtain, and that makes make, makes, makes this it feel particular special. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, I don't know, one of those things that, no matter... What level we've had a, a part in it, it, it just feels kind of fun, you know, to to, to break it out. But in another way, and, and I don't know if this makes makes it a good expansion to be honest, but it, I feel like it makes it one you should get if you have the base. Is that it does fix some things in the game, um, fix some things that came up too often in the game. That because because I played a lot of Zaya, I played a lot with different people. And there's a few things like as far as the uh, market goes and the uh, the, the pickup delivery, uh, the expansion helps in in a way that uh, if if you played Zai and you feel like uh, the pickup delivery is broken, if you played a game where somebody finds a uh, capitalizes on a trade route that seems a little unfair, uh, this will mitigate some of that that aspect. Uh, in addition to that, though, and that's 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 a good reason to get it because it'll it'll improve the gameplay itself and fix some things that. I don't know if I'd call them... Yeah, I'd, I'd call them... They could be broken. But in addition to that, it also adds a story element to the game, which is why I like to play Zaya. I don't necessarily like to play Zaya to win. I know that sounds like weird because... You are weird. Uh, I, I, I like to win games, and I like to play games to win. But when I play Zaya, I play for the story aspect. I play for the sandbox. I play for the the kind of... What happens and kind of what we were talking about earlier with mysemistics, yeah, like immersion, yeah, it, and so I, in, in and it, it's it, it's strange because it, in, when I play that game, for one, I'm usually teaching the game, but for two, I'm in my mind a story is going on, and and Shucks exploring and he's exploring around and and okay. he's pulling all the exploration tiles, and we're like rolling <laughs> our eyes about I it. I try to at
3: least get half of the map that I explored oh my gosh. myself. But anyway, when we're playing oh, that game, with the puddle jumper,
1: I feel like I feel like <laughs> what I'm trying to do in that game, and what I'm what I'm hoping everybody's enjoying out of that game, is the story that we're developing with ourselves, uh, and the expansion offers more of that with the event cards. Um, they they allow for more global things to happen in the game that may or may not be to your benefit, but it's still kind of fun to see, even if it if it stings, you know, if if, if it doesn't really work well for you, it's still kind of Makes the story more interesting to watch happen, and that's why I play that sandbox game. Okay.
3: so I've only gotten to play this the one time we did the one of the beta. You test a, yeah, animations. you haven't played the final yet. I
2: haven't. I haven't, no, I haven't either. I, I, I I'd love did to play it sometime.
3: I did back it, and I backed the newest one as well, which I think is great. Given, right. Like so many more. I think that to, will
1: also be a uh, one that you should just get because it's cheap and it's so, a no brainer. Yeah.
3: Tons. It like doubles your ships. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, so, it's just cards, and it's but, so expensive. Uh, you should get it. So the one play that we had, uh, I really wanted to test the market because the reason why I explore is because I'm one of the guys that tries to exploit the pick-up-and-deliver trade routes. Yeah. So I explore and explore and explore I I find to find that trade one. route, yeah. and then I just take advantage of it. And that's usually how I play. And I do play to win, so. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I usually beat Brian. Um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like the game, too. I'm glad you uh, enjoy the game that way. Uh, I get to enjoy it my So I, I was actually a little apprehensive about the market change because I knew that would kind of destroy my strategy. And I really wanted to test it out, and we didn't really get to because the one we played, we had an event card that basically blew up the market. Right, and right. That's true. That's true. So... I don't really know how I feel about it yet, yeah. personally, but I do have it. And so I'll explain
1: that to the, the people who have it, the, who don't know much about this this expansion. So um, the way that there's a fix to this is that it, it creates a supply and demand, and that's that's it's that simple. So before there was uh, 15 cubes per resource that you could just pick up and deliver wherever people were buying and selling, and because the the placement of the board is random, you could have a buy and sell spot one space, one, one sector tile, just a few spaces away from each other. And and then it just the the game just kinda turns on rails at that part in the base game. Now, will that happen in every game? No, and it hasn't. And those are my favorite games, the games where it hasn't happened. But I have introduced this game to people where it has happened and one of the savvy new players picked up on it, did it, and it, it just kind of left them with a, a sour taste in their mouth about how this game played out. For me, I know what the potential of this game always was. I was happy with the game anyway. Yeah. But for the but the get. People who don't see that or are newer to gaming they, they it just doesn't leave them with a great experience and and so with the supply and demand that alone uh makes the rest of the expansion worth it even if even if you like the rest of what comes in that box, which there are some other things too, like the event cards that are great but but if nothing else that supply and demand is is the reason why you should get it so
3: I do like some of the other little module things, like the the ice, I think is kind of interesting, and that 's okay, yeah um, was it the black hole I think was kind of cool yeah they came out and with that, some pretty
1: cool mechanics on um, on some new things and, and it, it does add more more of more of the rest of the game, so if you want more zaya, get it, but it also so in addition to more Zaya, it also has fixed zaiah oh, the, the other and thing so, that it
3: that it fixed as well that i probably like more than even the market thing and it's weird because it's such a minor little thing but the the explore tokens there's no longer a chance to get nothing that's true which is great
1: that's true that that is another part and uh, I didn't think about that but that is another part that you might chalk up to the the fixed category where if you if it never felt good getting the x uh, yeah. you got you got nothing for for <laughs> for your Thanks efforts for playing you got nothing and yeah. and now there's more positive to the game you're always going to get something um even if it's damage hey you got some damage and you get it (laughs) (laughs) you'd be happy with that damage congratulations (laughs) here is your damage (laughs) well gary
0: what what is uh in your list of expansions what has been your favorite and this one was really tough for me it's hard to say a favorite but if i had to pick a favorite as of right now it's tuscany yes no at this moment it's it's actually suburbia oh, um, it Inc. and no Tuscany was my honorable mention. Like <laughs> if I had an honorable mention, like Shuck, I was like I knew what this was. I think I really like Tuscany because I think it takes a cup a game that I liked but had a few little issues with, and I don't really it makes it to where I don't want to play the base game. Like Tuscany I it. By the
1: way, is is a viticulture? Yeah, I'm expansion, saying the viticulture uh, is called Tuscany.
0: Tuscany. The board, if you just add the Tuscany board in there, it man it it just tweaks a few things. It's not hard. There's not a lot of rules overhead. There's really no reason not to play with that board, even with new gamers. But you're saying Suburbia Inc. is... is... To me, it beats that because I think it, it, it epitomizes... What we... Did
3: we play that when... The the one time I played that with you, did yes. we play that? Expansion? Well, we
0: didn't play with the borders. I don't think we played with the borders. But the thing about Suburbia Inc. is you mix those tiles in there, and there's no really going back. It's like uh, they're in there, they're mixed in there. You're gonna get it now. Well, because what it does is, it's got. It's got <laughs> to get, yeah, you're gonna play Suburbia Inc. Well, you know, um, what happens is, is it's got more tiles, and it's almost like two. It's almost kind of modular in a way, in that. So it's more of the base game, more of what you love. Um, it does. If there's a negative, it's a positive and a negative. It it does affect the distribution of some things. So you might get a tile that says like it gets a bonus for every other airport, or, or it has a negative effect if you have put more airports in. And because you have more tiles, you may not see as many airports. For example, And which is the reason why I didn't get the five star expansion. I, I think feel like it's almost putting too much into the game. But the Suburbia Inc added some really cool tiles. I really liked a lot of what they did. So much to the point that like Chuck pointed out. I couldn't open the box and tell you which were the Suburban Ink tiles. I mean, they're just integrated so well. So would
3: you say that it's more of the same, or does it add any new mechanisms?
0: Well, and what it it does both really well because it almost has kind of two modules. It's got more of the same, which is the tiles that have already just been added in. I couldn't even find them if I wanted to. And then it's got the borders, which we should have played with, but we didn't that night. And what it is is there's these little borders you can buy, and you put them in. They'll they'll help shape how your city is, is built out. So there's that little kind of, it, it adds a little bit of, well, now I can no longer expand in this direction. So you've got this little bit of a negative you're giving yourself, but the, the flip side of that is they give a cool bonus. Or if you build something next to this, it gets you extra population or whatever. Or it, it gives you like another, another chance to maybe kind of combo something, but it's not like a huge rules overhead. It's really easy to explain to someone. I could probably still teach someone who's new to the game, and they would never know it was an expansion. Um, so that's my one expansion I could probably do that with. It's... It's not very complex, and it really just adds more of the same. So if I had to say, like, and that's, that's a game that I don't get it out as often as I should, but every single time I play Suburbia, I really love it. And it's like, I it, I think it was a perfect example that time we played, Shuck. Uh, I could not have pointed out what, what was the expansion do, title or not.
3: Do you think that's what makes Suburbia a good game, like the expansion, your favorite, because it's just so integrated? Like I think that? so,
0: if I had to say, because it doesn't, there, in other words... And not to say anything negative about a game, uh, an expansion that fixes a game, but there's something in me that like I, I don't, I think it's great when an expansion does fix a game, but I also want that game to not need to be fixed. Does that right. make sense? No, no, that makes and, sense. And, and I'm not saying I love Zaya. No, but you don't Zaya's have to an ambitious Zaya. game. You don't have to defend it's such it. Such an ambitious because, game, you can have some things that end up being broken.
1: Because that's that's like part of the conversation is you know expansions do one or two things, and sometimes. Uh, maybe one of three, because uh, there's there's like expansions like the expansion of Istanbul. I feel like it's more of the same and it doesn't need it. Yeah. Right. Like I've never I've never felt the desire to expand Istanbul with the with the mocha and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it may be a great expansion. People may really love it and that's great. But it's doing more of the same and and I just don't need more in Istanbul. Some games I want more, like Carcassonne, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want more in Istanbul. But you're right to to expand a game to fix it. You, you kind of feel like we need to, this should be a second edition and not an yeah. expansion. Um, and see, I, I
0: felt that before. It kind of stings say, a little bit. Like it, it doesn't. I, like I'll defend Zai because one. I
1: love it because I got like this this nostalgia with it. But and, and I know I'm doing it because of my relationship with the game. Yeah. Because I know the base game can be broken, and I've experienced it, and, I've, and oh, I hate it. And that's not to knock that game. But it though. doesn't... It's still a f- great game. But to say... But here's the thing. Like, to say you got to buy... Um, if I'm going to recommend Zaya, and I have to recommend the expansion with it, it, it kind of embarrasses me. I kind of hang my head a little bit when I say it. It means it's a great expansion. I love the game a lot. But it it kind of doesn't speak totally, like, like with confidence for the base yeah. game. Well, like you
2: it's more like it's
0: a... It needs a patch right to, to work right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and that would be like why I like five star. I'm I'm not always like some some of these expansions I'll say, man, it's just more of the same and I already love the game. But for me, five star I mean I'm sorry, not not five star. Um Suburbia Inc. Yeah. Um Suburbia Inc works so well because it just added and you know, I'd have to go back and look at the, the sheet that came with it, but some of the cool there's some cool new combos and stuff you can pull off, some cool new things, but none of it's very, very hard. Like use just one pass through on the on the rules and you're good to go. Um, and then just the fact that you can add in the borders, I think, is great. But again, like that one night we were playing, I decided on a whim, "Hey, let's not let's not throw these in," and you never know the difference. So, and I, maybe that speaks to just that game just being that good, or that 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 expansion integrates with it so well. I just I won't. I just will say I, I just I, I I feel like that's that game's where I want it now. Like I won't get the five star because um, I've heard a couple comments is that like it maybe adds almost too much randomness Hmm. into the distribution of the tiles and really maybe it's great maybe I'm missing out and it's a cheap expansion like I've seen it really really cheap even locally but man I mean that game with 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 Suburban Inc that game is right where I need it like I don't need any more of it and so I feel like it just took a game I really loved added just a little bit more and I guess that's why I have to say like if I'm Next week it could be a different expansion, but I have to say that expansion does what I like expansions to do. It takes a game I really, really love, adds a little bit. I kind of like your Dominion expansions. Mm-hmm. It adds a little bit more, but it's not really changing the main thing. It's it's maybe right. tweaking that formula, and it's a way for that designer to go back in and say, you know, I always wanted to add this in. Okay, well, now I'll add it in, but it's not
1: you know, it's not huge. To be honest with you, that's that's what makes Deus the Deus expansion kind of what you're talking about with Suburbia, is that the game didn't really need it. Yeah. But it makes it but better but but it does add the flavor that you want yeah. you can switch it up you can you can you can have a little of spice this game and the next game you can have a little bit of sweet i mean it's 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 a uh, if you're playing that game you know regularly or semi regularly it's 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 good and
3: and that is one thing i found that about the modules that that is nice you know just depending on what you want to do that week makes me think of carcassonne cuz There is a point at which you throw too many expansions in it. We talk about and we laugh about the time we played the big game, but I mean, honestly, it doesn't make the game better to throw everything in. Sometimes it's better just to put the one thing in. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: definitely. Because it
3: randomizes it too much when you throw in too many things.
2: Yeah, and I think, I don't know if Carcassonne was intended to have all that stuff thrown, but your point is well taken. It's like, it's really intended so that you throw in one or two, maybe two. And you so you get the the extra flavor from those two, but not that man the the game we played was insane,
3: and that is one thing I found that about the modules that that is nice, you know just depending on what you want to do that week if modular that, expansions module
1: expansions kind of kind of do that right is yeah. in a way where you can you can kind of season a game the way you want it set it up for the the audience that you have. And so we talk about this with, like, Lords of Waterdeep a lot. You have the expansion, right, that, that's semi-modular in the, in the fact that there's two, version, two expansions in the same box that you can do all together or, or, or modulate. And, um, but Lords of Waterdeep itself is fine as a vanilla game. Yeah, it's um, fine as it is. And, and a lot of times people are, uh, when they introduce it, they only want to introduce the vanilla. Yep, which is the reason why a lot of people don't play yeah. the expansion
3: that's like us, who are why, always introducing it. Right? Yeah, That's why I've I've introduced it so many times, and I haven't played well, the because expansion.
2: because usually when you're introducing that game to someone, it might be a lot of times for me, it's people who don't or not like deep into the hobby like us, and so it's like, hey, I want you to tr- I want you to experience this worker placement mechanism, and see how how simple and pure this can be in this game, you know, and so. I don't want to tack something on to, to And now finish.
0: let me throw more on top yeah. Right it's yeah, like, I, I
3: almost feel like I got the expansion to play with you guys so, you know the, when I want to play Waterdeep something simple but with a gamer group but yeah. I just haven't gotten there yet I've been always yeah. playing it with you know people that um, aren't maybe We need seasoned. to get it out
2: because it 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 is a really it, it's, it's it was a kind crime of my runner up expansion um the Scoundrels of Skullport Did you
3: not get Scoundrels out at at uh the pub I didn't. day I didn't, but you got Lords of Waterdeep out at Pubsey. Yeah, Day. yeah, I did I with just... gamers. But I was well, I was teaching some people that hadn't played it before. And
1: See, so I,
0: I should have brought just out throw yeah, it Just Throw it in there, and, this, and they're like, Even "This, this just... seems like an expansion." No, no, it's not. Even if it's just King. Or...
1: Okay, so here's my recommendation for anybody <laughs> here's a listening. Sideboard. Even if it's just King under the mountain. Uh, part of it. It's just it's just more of the same and it's it's fine. And then the Scounders itself is just amazing.
3: But but yeah,
0: even it if it's amazing, just the man. one
3: Well that's the reason I got it because it looks amazing. Another yeah, uh,
0: yeah. another game it. that's really good with the modular expansions. I only have one or two of them is um Alhambra. I actually had I think of
1: Alhambra every time we talk about Considering Alhambra's modular oh, yeah. Alhambra's even probably more as far as like what's good, what's not kind of kind of divisive,
0: like you get that big box and yeah. you might
1: play with one or two all the time, but probably not the others.
0: So I wanted the big box and I I almost bought it a couple of times and I ended up trading I actually had the just the base game. I ended up trading that away and I believe it was in a math trade. In the same math rate, I think I traded that away for something and got the family box, which came with like one or two of them. I think it's the Vizier's favor and what i liked about that one is it was so modular you could just kind of add what you wanted in and and i it was like small minor tweaks As if someone took this system was like oh you like the system but you played it a few dozen times well tweak that tweak that you know you know it's like just turning some knobs like okay well if we add like i think it's i think it's the Vizier's favorite is the one i like and it's just, it just changes up the currency now there's like i think there's like a wild i'm trying to remember this uh oh there's some coins you can use instead of the the cards, um, it, but it's it's like minor. It's like you could. It's again, it's something you could teach it to someone and that has never played the game, and you could probably pass it. as like, oh, this is how we always play Carcassonne. It's kind of like if like some of the I'm thinking like like card games you might play as a family and you have some house rules. And if you don't know that game, no one would ever know that that's that, you know that's that's only beach house rules or roads house rules. Hmm. They think that's how that game's always played. You know. Yeah,
3: I was looking at my notes again, and and I had one more game on here that. I, we haven't talked about at least from my list. Um, the, there are some games sometimes that you don't need, but add just like a bunch of flavor. Um, and uh, the Spectres of Nevermore added so much extra flavor to the Nevermore game that it boosted my ranking of the game itself really? mm. a whole lot more just because you get special powers. And that's mm. pretty much all it did. But it was just great. I mean you don't need it but it was great and I like that game already so yeah you you always right. speak highly of that game it's it's not like my favorite expansion but I just I really like the it flavor that it does added it a whole to lot it. I thought that was cool
1: interesting so I mean even like with a game that it, it may not be like high up on your list but it it brings more to that particular game makes me want to play it more yeah and that's what you want an expansion to do like when when you see it i I think we were talking about earlier when you see when you see a game that you just love you want to expand it because you love it you see a game that's okay and you see an expansion come out for it you're like Hmm. you kind of shrug your shoulders at it and that's that's where some of those expansions that uh, could make a game better may get missed because the, the love of the game, but Nevermore is already a pretty solid game. I really like Nevermore, especially the, when they they kind of got the rules a little bit clearer on that game. Well, and, and yeah, they, and they
3: they had a second edition of the rules that they printed out, and I I got a a copy of that. And it, there's a clarification that was kind of wonky in the reason. Yeah, there's, if there's there's
1: something that's making that game improve, I'd I'd love to play it because I already like
3: Nevermore too. So. I think when we played it, I played with the the Specters of Nevermore. Okay, okay, we, we played with the powers because it you should you might as well right yeah, yeah. cool. Well then, I've already played it. Then I
1: like it too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that that's that's a good that's a good uh, place to kind of wrap up our uh, yeah expansions conversation. I really enjoyed. It. I well, and I guess uh, I look forward to. Uh, I guess one thing I was gonna I was gonna take away from our conversation tonight is I really look forward to uh, number one like playing some of these expansions with you guys, but also uh, getting back to something that we 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 talked about earlier the uh, board game ranking engine. I, I look forward to hearing some more of that data, and it's definitely something we'll have on our website you know on some of our social media but also we'll talk here in, on this podcast i'm sure in the future about kind of where that data is going and what you know it, it'll be kind of fun to watch that and again we'll have that we'll have that uh link to where you, you yourself can kind of watch that data from the day to day um we'll have that in the show notes i guess that's a wrap guys saying I'm, as always man i had a blast having some beer I a horrible beer and then a really great beer and then uh just talking with you guys about games We'll see you uh, next time. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, you can check us out at uh, pubmeeple.com or on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash pubmeeple. We're also on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.
2: Good night. Or good day, depending on when you listen to this. I was whichever for one. It. We
0: were making eye contact. I knew it was coming.